This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce for Tuesday, February 16th. We are nine days away from the trade deadline and nothing's heating up. That's all I got about the trade. That we know of, right? That we know of. Nothing is heating up, but we will have an exciting trade deadline episode. And it's because Alex will not be here. (laughs) No, that's not why. The Sneaker King returns in Alex's place next week for the trade deadline episode next Thursday. That'll be an exciting episode. It's going to be a hoot. It'll be good because... If there are two teams who may, in fact, make some noise at the deadline, the Heat could very well be one. And we know I'm very up, much up on things going on with the Heat. And the Lakers could potentially go out and make go get a piece. And we know that the sneaker king, Ruben, is very much up on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. More than anybody. More than anybody I know. So nine days. Will it be exciting? Will it be boring? We don't know, but it seems like it's probably going to be boring this year. Wow, you just teased the whole great episode and then torpedoed it with that. But yeah, no, I, don't I know. think it doesn't matter if it, well, no, 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 it's never boring. Like people are always going to be into the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. It's just going to turn out to be boring. It could be anticlimactic. Yeah, that's what I mean. Anticlimactic because nothing major is going to happen. But up until the deadline, you, you gotta you gotta anticipate that something big could happen. All right, how about this? Since one of my bold predictions is going horribly wrong, I'm gonna sub in a new bold prediction that something huge, one huge move will be made that we're not anticipating whatsoever. Huge the only, the only huge move, and I guess it would be considered huge because of how many players could potentially get moved, is the Houston fire sale. Yeah, that could be pretty awesome. Because I like, I feel like you could potentially see Old Depot, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker all gone from that team, which would mm-hmm. technically would be pretty huge. Yeah. So we'll see. That's the mm-hmm. only thing realistically I could see happening. But hey, it's your bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Now, something huge happened in the NBA on Monday night. It's huge, and it was Julius Randle. Going after Scott Foster, <laughs> WWE style, wanted to go after him, maybe more UFC style. He looked like he wanted to beat up head official Scott Foster. Mm-hmm. And Scott Foster wanted no piece of him. Scott Foster doesn't want the smoke with no. Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Especially after he fucked up that multiple calls late in the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, we will discuss that call, but there was, it was a rough fourth quarter for the officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it's been a rough year for the officials. And I guess it's always rough for the officials. Officials, it's not, it's the worst job. I mean, right. they get paid pretty well, I'm assuming. So it can't be the worst job. But in terms of you're never going to make everyone happy. Right. And for the most and part, you're going to make most people pissed. But this every, year seems particularly bad for these guys. They're just getting so goddamn good. The technology, you see everything in super slow motion from every conceivable angle. Like these guys have no chance. Anything they mess up is going to be crystal clear uh, shown to millions of people. So it's tough, but I don't like refs. So screw them. Do you ever watch the show Mayans? No. <sighs> Premieres coming out on Tuesday night at 10. Just, Did you just see a commercial of that? There's a commercial, <laughs> there's a commercial <laughs> on, on this ESPN game. Okay. It's got me real jacked up. It's a good show. Okay. Really Did you ever good? watch Sons of Anarchy? No, no, I know that's a that's a good one. You should probably start there and work your way into Mines. It's like a, a spinoff. Spinoff. Of oh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, so okay, so here's what happened: the Nets beat the Knicks, one seventeen, one twelve. They it looked like they pretty much handily had this game won for most. You know, around the third quarter they were up. Uh, I want to say their largest lead was they were up eighteen at one point. Mm-hmm. But to the Knicks' credit, and we were texting a little bit about this game, and I was just saying, like, the Knicks play super hard. They play really tough defense. They just are not. Like, their roster stinks. Other than, look, Julius Randle's having an incredible year. R.J. Barrett's actually playing really good lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Derrick Rose. I guess maybe he's hurt right now. Um, and top, Obi Toppin seems to have regressed to a negative rookie. It quickly is up and down, but other than like those five guys, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. The rest of yeah, these I mean, guys they're is. throwing out there, it is it's it's tough. So the fact that they're they held the Nets to twenty one points in the fourth quarter that even without I mean without KD it doesn't this team's they've won now I think thirteen of the last fourteen or something, like a big number they're they're mm-hmm. the hottest team in the NBA and they've been smoking teams. So this is as disappointed as Knicks fans would probably be for this game. It's a it, you take away that they competed with the best team in the East, even without KD, they're playing the best out of anybody. Yeah, and I I know this is more about the Knicks playing really hard down the stretch, but I am getting a little bit nervous about the Nets in terms of toughness in the fourth quarter. Like I'm not, and and we know they don't have Durant, so that. But if there's any sort of flaw that this that you could put on this team, it's some concerning really bad fourth quarter performances. They've, had, they've had at least three that I can remember where it's like, what's going on here? And they've, so. and they've won 13 or 14. So I, I'm not worried about them at all. Like you said, they, Katie hasn't played in what, like two months now, by the way, Blake Griffin still has to get worked into this rotation and who mm-hmm. knows what they could end up with on the buyout market. Like this team is so deep, so dangerous. I, They don't, their their fourth quarter toughness doesn't really. I mean, I mean, if you had to, I think that's like, if you had to nitpick something about this team to say, well, here's what's concerning. You could say that because nothing else, like literally nothing else. I'm I'm spinning it forward to presumably the Eastern Conference finals where you know they're going to be playing a good team, a good defensive team. And it's something I could see flaring up where it's like when, when a good defensive team puts the clamps on, how do they respond? But maybe they respond with 140 points, and it doesn't. Yeah, I don't well, know. they yeah. respond with 
the second best player on the planet playing with a guy that everyone seemingly thinks is in the MVP race now. Mm-hmm. And another guy who's having the best year of his career and Joe Harris and Bruce Brown and Blake Griffin and Landry Shamit. Yeah, and, no, I know. Like, I know how talented they are. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying like, that's how they probably respond. But anyways, that's not the story of this game. The story of the game ends up being the Knicks are down three uh, at the end of the game. They call. So two plays happen. One, they inbound the ball to Joe Harris. The refs call a foul on RJ Barrett. RJ, the, they, the Knicks review it. It ends up being a jump ball for some reason that I don't think was explained. The, the jump ball ended up being in the center instead of being near the, the, the basket that the Knicks were shooting on that the Knicks should have been shooting on, which was a weird thing. Then the, the announcers didn't really know. It doesn't matter. Knicks win the jump ball. Julius Randall gets, they get the possession ends up with a Julius Randall three that as he's going up, Kyrie Irving touches blocks, however, like the flat, whatever, however you want to call it. Kyrie Irving got a hand on it. comes down. Julius Randall lets go of the ball. They call traveling because he came down and let go of the ball and then grabbed the ball again. The announcers, obviously Julius Randle, the Knicks, everyone is furious that A, he blocked it. So he should be able, so it should be a loose ball because Kyrie got his hand on it. But B, because they called a travel, here's where they have a right to be furious. Why isn't that reviewed? If it was... You know, I, I don't know any if the if the game didn't stop, then I get it. But they they made a call, and in that situation, in a one possession game, where the team that has a chance to tie it gets a turnover, and everyone's losing their fucking shit, you kind of have to review that. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was talking about. I think you know, last year in the playoffs, there has to be an, some sort of element of common sense, like how is that not reviewable? It's crazy to me. Like if that play is not reviewable, then you might as well scrap this whole thing because you're not getting it right. You're not getting the most important moments. Right. And at full speed, it's a tough call. It really is. And, and it's a close play, but to not be able to review it, it's just a waste of this whole mechanism that they put in to get things right. It's just dumb. Now, Scott Foster was asked after the game, could you clarify the traveling call against Julius Randle with 3.2 seconds remaining? He said the defender was deemed to touch the ball, but not cause it to be dislodged or loose. Upon that, when the player alights, which is a word I don't know, but I believe it means goes up, but Mm -hmm. the word is spelled A-L-I-G-H-T-S, alights. I believe it means like when he goes up, yeah. He cannot purposely drop the ball or dribble the ball or be first to touch after he dropped the ball. So I told, remember I texted you, I said, it kind of looked like he maintained possession of the ball right. and then drops it. So the ref's excuse here is, and if you watch it, Kyrie touches it, but Julius Randle is still going up and he still does technically hold onto the ball. And then when he realizes he doesn't have a good shot, he just drops it. Right. So he's saying that's not allowed. So, yeah. hey, and, and that's the great call. And if he I'll made watch, that call in the, in the moment and they're like, hey, we're not reviewing that. I, I, they should probably review it because of the time and score. 
but it makes sense to me. Having yeah, watched I, it, it makes sense to me. I just thought it should have been a jump ball because, and I was reading the rules, there's, there's a term continuous possession. Okay. And I thought Kyrie did enough to, to make it so that that was not continuous possession. The ball moves and he's not fully in control of it on the way up. So okay. I thought the, it was a jump ball. Here's the follow-up. The question is, this, even though it's not really posed as a question, it says, the defender can touch the ball, but it can be ruled that he actually didn't knock the ball out of his hand. Question mark. That's correct. Foster's answer. That's correct. Basically, prior to Julius alighting, there's that word again, never heard before. The ball was touched. He alighted. And he can pass or shoot, but he cannot purposely drop the ball and be the first to touch, nor can he dribble. So when would it have been a jump ball? What would have had to happen for that to be a jump ball? He'd have to just lose it completely. Like, I don't see that. If, if he, I guess if they came, went up and came down together with the hand on the ball. Okay. I see. Yeah. Maybe if his hand stayed on the ball. If his hand stayed on the ball as Julius Randle came down, it'd be a jump ball. Okay. But I think what he's saying, which makes sense to me as I was watching it, I know everyone's furious about it. He let go of the ball. He let go of the ball in order to cause a loose ball. He had control of the ball. He just didn't want to take a bad shot. It's just the right move by him because ultimately he was either going to take a bad shot or get a turnover or potentially get a call from the refs in his favor. So it was the right move by Julius Randle. So he didn't have a shot, but it also, at the end of the day, it's probably the right call. It sucks, but it's probably the right call. I I don't, man, I'm not, I'm not going to side. I'm not trying to like side with the refs here, but. Now we still haven't gotten to the real best part of the story. So, is... yeah. So then after the game, Julius Randall, I mean, he, he, he was re- He almost lost his shit. And, yeah, and very close. The MVP of the season for the Knicks might be Obi Toppin. Mm-hmm. Because in there. so Julius, Jeff, did you notice Jeff Green? Yeah, they that looked like Jeff Green was going to like dap him up after the game. And Julius Randle yeah. just like walked like walked through him and like shouldered him. And Jeff Green just was like made this face, like what? And then Obi Toppin almost got like a double underhook UFC style on Julius Randle mm-hmm. and was like holding him back. And Julius Randle was like aggressively pushing him off. And then there was that little assistant coach. He got shoved. Who, yeah. Who looked like he was gonna get stepped on. Mm-hmm. And you saw J- Scott Foster in the background kind of looking like yeah. Is he coming at me? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is this happening right now? It was a really funny. It was a very quick shot. You see Scott Foster is now not totally sure if he should take off or not. Now, something that most people will not notice that I don't know if you noticed that there was a, a bald gentleman escorting him off the court at the end there. I did not notice to, into the tunnel. I just saw him thrashing chairs and shit. I'm going to double check the video because I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I believe that was worldwide West because I saw Leon Rose, who is their GM standing in the tunnel waiting. And usually when one is around, the other is not far behind, especially when, cause they run the, they basically run the organization together. So just thought that was an interesting tidbit. Yeah. Because I'll tell you one thing Julius Randall is not going to do. He's not going to push Orwell West out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that That's not happening. So just that was interesting. And it's in New York, so it makes sense that they're there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that was fun. Julius awesome. Randle, it was fun. To, 
Yeah, that's Wes. I'm watching it again now. That was him. He just walked on the court and he's like, yeah. Yeah, Julius, <laughs> Julius probably realized who was who was grabbing him. He was yeah. like, okay, I got it. Like, we're making we we're making the playoffs this year, so you're not gonna beat the shit out of the ref right now. Well, and it's just like that's not a guy that first of all, he runs the organization now, but even if he didn't run the organization, even if he had nothing to do with the organization, if he came out and grabbed you, any player, they'd be like, Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just because of how powerful he is. He's like, just, like, yeah, yeah, he's just, it's, it's what he is. Um, a lot of people mad about this, but I would, I would contend that if I'm a Knicks fan, everything about the way this game ended is great. I know losing a game sucks, but at the end of the day, it's one regular season game that you're supposed to lose to the Nets anyways. And I think and you were getting Na- crushed. <laughs> they, yeah. they were getting crushed. But also just like it's national TV. You get a little sympathy from casual fans who generally hate the Knicks. You got this guy going nuts, fired up. People love Julius Randle now. Like on some level, there's like this turn, right? Like where it's like everyone always hates the Knicks, but now it's like everyone hates the Nets and maybe the Knicks become a little bit likable. Plus for the league, there's nothing better than a potential like actual crosstown rivalry mm-hmm. they play one more time in a couple of weeks that game is probably going to get flexed to national tv if it's not already on national tv like in the end <laughs> it's one regular season game that if the knicks would have won everyone would forget about in a week anyways mm-hmm. now no one's going to forget how this game ended and maybe it sparks an actual rivalry between these two teams that are just like right across town from each other so yeah. i think it worked out well I'd- for the league that would be awesome. Although if they play again and Durant's back, it might not be close. But yeah, no, I hear, I see what you're saying. It, it well, it's could not be awesome. Close. It's not close. Like the the the, the rivalry is not actually competitive right now. Yeah, but I think yeah. like there's some juice. There's some heat now because of certainly this. some juice there. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's where this ending sort of helps out is that there's a little bit of heat now coming into the next mm-hmm. game. Maybe there's some violence next time. You know, hopefully it's always amazed me in my 28 years on this earth, the amount of sports I watch. In American sports, in my lifetime, no one has ever taken a swing at a ref. I like, I yes, no. Who yes, took a swing no. at a ref? I think it was a G League game. I should say in the Big Four professional oh, okay. sports. Yeah. And I'm I just, pretty sure, like this dude. I think this guy put a ref in the hospital in in, in a. I think I know what you're talking about. I think that was in Africa <laughs> because I I went on a whole YouTube thing with it but it's just always and so tonight when i see julius randall headed that way i was like i'm finally going to see this i'm finally going to see someone take a swing at a ref and become my all-time favorite player and obi top and stop it listen julius randall i'm not gonna you know speculate whether he's tough or not in real life he wasn't gonna do shit to scott foster he was gonna get in his face he was gonna argue and bitch at him he was not gonna touch the ref he wasn't gonna do it there's no way we'll never know yeah, we'll never know. So at least for you, you get to like imagine and I just can't believe it's never happened. You get to like wonder what could have been. Mm-hmm. I bet you never thought in your life that you would see some you would see a mouth to mouth kiss on a referee before you saw a referee get punched. Barkley and and what's his name? I don't know if I would. When Dick was Pavetta, that? Dick Pavetta and, and Charles Barkley. I've never seen that when clip. they raced backwards. Remember when they raced? You were the one who fucking told me to put it on my Twitter picture, weren't you? Or maybe that was somebody else. No, I don't think that was. Me. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, you don't remember when 
Charles Barkley and Dick Bavetta. You remember Dick Bavetta, the old ass referee? No, I don't. Even, I don't remember. What are you? I, I, how are you hosting an NBA podcast? Um, Dick Bavetta, you know this guy. Hold on. I'm... Never seen that in my entire life. They like they they raced each other, and one of them fell on their face, and then they like kissed each other on the mouth afterward. <laughs> Dick Bavetta what was year. A... Would that have been? I don't know. I don't know. It was like. It was a while ago, but Dick Bavetta was like the one of the main refs in the NBA for like 30 years. Let me see when he retired. Is he related to Nick Pavetta? I don't know who that is, but Herbal it's Pavetta with a B. Oh, with that. Okay. Let's see. Well, no, I don't know who this is. So I apologize for that. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm trying to figure out when he retired. Because if you. Oh, in 2013, 2014. Yeah, so I should know who he is. You very much should know who he is. Just the name you should know. Dick Bavetta. It's a real referee name. It is real. He, uh, he looks kissed, from, yeah. Him looks. and Charles Barkley also kissed each other on the mouth. So there's been that before there was a referee getting punched. Yeah, I probably would have taken the other if I had to bet, if I had to bet on it. Uh, yeah, so I, I like the ending. I actually didn't mind the ending to this game. It's exciting Bur- as hell, yeah. Buried in the ending of this game is James Harden having a 15, 15 and 15 triple double. Yeah. Really badass. Um, 21 oh, no. points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists. Yeah. And Kyrie just 34 on 13 of 18. It's pretty unbelievable. Those two. Mm-hmm. That's this like the a- one thing that anybody, I think anyone, when this team got put together, if you would have been like, Katie is going to be out for an extended period of time and be like, Oh, all right this thing's going to fall apart quick. Right. And, and, it's they not, have, and they have meshed together about as seamlessly as they can. Yeah. Pretty good, good for them, I guess. Yep. All right. There was a few other games tonight. None of them quite as exciting or exciting at all for that matter, but we'll get to, well, Charlotte was pretty good. We'll talk about them, but uh, Milwaukee beat the wizards. 133, 122. And I got to say, for all of this talk that we've had all year that there's no way Giannis wins MVP this year. Guy's got a shot. Oh, no, you can't say that. Third straight triple-double, 31, 15, and 10. He's one of two players in the NBA right now, averaging 29, 11 rebounds, and six assists. Do you know who the other one is? Jokic. No, he is the, he is averaging, he is a man. Oh, wait, actually, hold on. I did the wrong search on basketball reference. He may be the only one, or it might be Jokic. Let's see. But I don't think Jokic is averaging 29. No, he's not. Well, there's only the only other person. No, Giannis is the only one. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know. I had it wrong. I, I typed in rebounds twice. So uh, 29, 11, and six. He's by himself right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's having statistically just as good, if not better offensively year than he had last year. Uh, <clears throat> and if they can somehow come away with the top seed in the East again, which is not out of the realm of possibility, I don't see how he's not right firmly in the mix. 
Yeah, I think it'll be in the mix. I just, and I think there's voter fatigue. I really do. They would have to, a hundred percent, have to win the East. I don't think that's going to happen. First of all, and uh, second, I'm sticking to our guns that he will not win three straight. No chance. He's having such a good year. Yeah, but we knew when we were, we knew statistically his year was going to be absurd again. But yeah, but we also thought that they might have a drop off, and they had a rough patch. But they really, they're right in position to have the best record. In, to be in contention for the best record. Yeah, they're there. And you have to think that the law, as long as Embiid stays out, Philly's going to lose some games here. Uh, presumably, yes. Now, the Nets, who knows if they'll ever lose a game again. But, you know, the way Giannis is playing and now Drew Holiday's healthy, the, Buck, the way the Bucks have been playing, they're not – I mean, since the break, these last couple games, they're not just, like, beating teams – they're beating the shit out of teams. Yeah, but we know they can do that against bad teams. I guess it, it's going to come down to how he looks. I don't know. The Knicks aren't a bad team. The Knicks almost just beat the Nets, and they beat the Knicks one thirty four one hundred one. Yeah, I mean they beat the shit out of the Knicks. Uh, out of the the Knicks, but they're too. I mean they beat the Wizards twice. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm sticking to my guns. I, I don't. I don't think the voters will give it to him for a third year. I'm not even saying he doesn't deserve it or like be in the conversation, but it's going to be such a weird year. For the MVP, mm-hmm. because again, I, I think Embiid getting hurt is really going to stop him from getting it. Because I don't think he's going to play a ton of games the second half, unless they go on like a. I mean, he's going to have to play some to get in shape for the playoffs, but I think he's going to miss a decent amount of time here, because they're so they're so locked into the playoffs at this point. I think yeah, it's more important I, for them for him to be healthy. Yeah, I just don't think I, – I mean, he is a very – like, I do think he his leg – like, he wants MVP bad. So, I, if he's healthy, I don't I don't think they're going to be able to keep him from from playing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. If he if this thing lingers, then, yeah, he, he's got no shot. But it's supposed to be two weeks. No way. Reevaluated in two weeks, though. Supposed to be, yeah. Right, but that doesn't mean play. I mean, look what happened with KD and now Anthony Davis. Both of them had timelines where they were supposed to be reevaluated, and neither of them has played yet. So mm-hmm. I, I just think teams, it's a short year, short offseason. I think they're going to be careful, especially with a guy like Embiid. Yeah, they should and be. Then, so then, so let's say he misses an extended amount of time, then there's LeBron. If they, again, I still think if they don't finish in the top two in the West, I don't think LeBron's going to get MVP. Okay. I, th- I think they will. I mean, again, that depends on Anthony Davis, but I think they will be top two in the West. But it's possible they're not. It's also possible, possible the Bucks don't get the one seat. So, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds. Yeah. That's why I'm think not saying be, he's. I think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be one of the closest. I think it's going to end up being one of the closer MVP races we've ever seen. It's trend. Yeah. It's trending that way. For sure. Because there's also, because there's always, obviously, there's Jokic, Jokic is in yeah. there. I still think Dame can wait, work his way into that mix because of the mm-hmm. way he's playing. And I'll tell you who's another dark horse that people are starting to talk about. It. I mean, it might just be South Florida people, but Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that last night, and he's playing out of his mind. It's going to uh, come down to record. It he, really is. I mean, is. They, he's going to have to continue the way he's been playing for the rest of the second half to make up the ground. Yeah. But the way he's been playing since he came back, There's a lot of guys who could play. I think it's wide open in the second half. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mm-hmm. Because the injury after the Embiid stuff. injury, it became wide open. And the Anthony Davis injury, because I, I think it's weird that the Anthony Davis injury is going to impact LeBron. But if that team's Record not wise, as good, yeah. then he probably won't get it. Yeah. So very interesting. But Giannis is. I think we've sort of maybe down because of how down we are on him potentially getting another MVP. We downplay a little bit how good he's been this year, and he is just as good. Right. Defensively, well, they're down a little bit, but mm-hmm. offensively, like his numbers are just yeah. Crazy. Statistically, there's absolutely. I mean, he's he's incredible, but yeah. the issue goes beyond that for me and you. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Uh... The Hornets end up beating the Kings tonight, 122-116. They were down, the Hornets. They were down 15 at one point in the third quarter. 19, I should No, 15 at one point in the third quarter. They were down, I want to say 10 with like four minutes to go. <laughs> and they went on a crazy run. And then I think we all know what happened. It was scary. Terry, I keep forgetting. Tory, <laughs> scary, scary Terry Tory. Yeah, yeah. Sca- I keep I keep <laughs> forgetting what it is. I don't know if you were teeing me up for that or just forgetting what it was. No, I, yeah, no, I keep forgetting because I I don't know why I, was, I keep thinking I keep almost saying scary Terry time, which is not uh, as funny. No, although it is scary. a thing, it is sort of scary Terry time, but scary Terry Tory is. Infinitely better in my opinion. You know, scary yeah. territory is great. I also tweeted out scary territory and got love- no mm. reaction, no engagement. So I don't think people like it as much as us. Good. I don't want Twitter to like my shit. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> really, really helpful for the podcast. Yeah. For Twitter to not like any of Alex's stuff. Uh, but once again, and he they came back, tied it up. Gordon Hayward tied it up on with an absurd fast break dunk. And then, um, or actually took the lead, went up two. They tied it up. The Kings tied it up with about a minute left. And then Terry Rozier with 54 seconds left. Bang! Three-pointer to take the lead. Never looked back. Then with 26 seconds left, bang! Gets fouled and makes two free throws. <laughs> bang! It was pretty solid Mike Breen there. Um and they ended up winning by six. I think this guy is, I mean, he's no Dame because Dame, I looked it up. Dame has seven shots this year in the last two minutes of games to take the lead for his team. That's absolutely outrageous. 
There's no Dame, but outside of Dame, there's not a lot. And maybe Tatum is on that list too. There's not a ton of guys right now that are playing the way Terry Rozier is in clutch. Terry Rozier, I mean, he's one guy, maybe the number one guy in the league where I am having a ton of trouble pegging how good he actually is. Like, I just, I I guess because of a ton of trouble pegging him, pegging how good he actually is, is what was said. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, is he a top 25 (laughs) player in the league right now? (laughs) Like it's no, no. No, he's playing out of his. He's mind. not the best player on his team. He is he, is he a top twenty-five scorer? Potentially, yes. I mean, okay. I probably is. I don't know what he's averaging, but there's a lot of guys scoring a 30, lot of he's points. Thirty-six in, in scoring, actually, but just seems like he can just like is his he, ability to take over games. Is he top is like, twenty-five, top ten in clutch? Like, would you want hit the ball in his hands at the end of a game? Yes. Yeah. Is he a top twenty-five player? I can't say that a team that's barely a playoff team in the East, their maybe third best player is a top 25 player in the NBA. How good is he? That's what I'm trying to, to get. He's at. a like, very, very good right now. He's a, he is a very good to great scorer on nights, but outside of that, he's not, I mean, he's not, he's not better than LaMelo. He's not better than Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Okay. 25 is too high, but yeah, top you know 20. what I mean? In terms of like, I don't, I just don't know if if what he's doing is like who he is, or he's just having an outstanding season. But he's, you know? he's a he's he's developed into a really really high level scorer. Mm-hmm. Right, that's you know he's only averaging twenty a game, but I mean I, I feel like that team is also kind of like weirdly loaded. It, it, of, it is with scorers. You know, there's a lot of guys like mm-hmm. the guy that we thought was supposed to be the best player on their team doesn't even he's not even on the radar right now. Uh, Devontae Grant, you know, right? Uh, and Gordon Hayward's still having one of the best years of his career. Lamelo's playing great. Malik, Malik Monk, Monk is random. Know, so, yeah. <laughs> if Terry, if if they had less weapons, who knows? Rozier might be averaging twenty five a game the way he's playing. So, but he's not the best player on that team. So, I, you know, I I would I don't know if he's even a top fifty player in the NBA. I think he's he's knocking on the door. Scorer, mm-hmm. yes player i don't know you know what i mean yeah, 25 was too high 25 is really high yeah. 25 is all nba level no top 15 is all nba right? yeah but 25 you're knocking on the door okay all, all right yeah and he's not there yet no and almost certainly never will be okay i'm gonna write that one down go ahead i i will say I, I could say, I would argue this, he has become, and we men, mentioned it last time we talked about them, or maybe the last time we talked about the Celtics, he's got to be becoming one of Danny Ainge's greatest regrets. Mm-hmm. Should be. So he's this a top 25 true. regret by Danny Ainge. Okay, There's, that we're sure of. And I'll tell you what, he has a lot of them right now. Mm-hmm. But they're interested in John Collins, so... You know. They're interested. I see reports about that team that they're interested in a new player every every day. Yeah, that that I think lends itself more to Boston and a big market and like people are they'll click on anything. Yeah, uh, those were the only interesting games tonight. I got to be honest, every other game was an absolute beatdown. I mean, we could go through the scores, but there's really there's not a ton. Clippers uh, Dallas was like I guess it was close until yeah. near the end. What's interesting about it is. 
Dallas only took five free throws in the game. The That's least wild. any team has taken all year. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. And that, that, Oh and and the Clippers only took 11, 17 total. I, I got to think that's probably on the lower end in a long time for any game. Yeah, that, that is strange, man. It was a low um, scoring game too. And Dallas is, I'm getting, I'm just continuing. My worries for Dallas are getting worse and worse. So they're looking like just flat out, not a playoff team to me right now. Um, They're the eight seed currently, um, but I, easily think the Grizzlies could catch them or the Warriors could catch them. And it's just amazing. To, like, I wonder how many guys have gone into the season absolute, like far and away front runner for MVP odds wise, and then missed the playoffs. It's pretty remarkable to me. Yeah. And it's weird. I got to probably dig in and watch a little more Mavs, like watch them more closely. Cause I, I sort of watch a quarter here. Like when I'm flipping around, yeah. In this game, I didn't watch a ton because there was other games I was watching. But it is remarkable to me. Like, we talked about it the other day, right? Like, when Luca was out, those guys, they had three guys go for 25. Guys seemed to fit a little more. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, he has 25 points, 16 assists, but 9 of 23 from the field, 4 of 11. It's like, it's like when he's in there, he's trying to carry – he's carrying so much of the load for this team. Mm-hmm. And then there are other – talented players can't really do what they do. I mean, I'm, I'm torn on Josh Richardson as well. He played horrible tonight or just not aggressive at, mm. at the least. And then here we go with Porzingis, right? Nine for 14 from the field. Now, look, he went three for seven from three, which is good, but mm. half his shots are threes. Yeah. Just uh, doesn't. Yeah. They could easily not make the playoffs. Um, But I do think they're going to play enough bad teams that their record will be okay or at least they'll be close they'll be fighting because i don't think i think they're going to be fighting with the warriors for that spot and the grizzlies Mm -hmm. all year and then i keep forgetting about this play in situation so they'll be in that at the very least which is actually man the west plan is going to be electric that's going to be sick yeah because it's going to be it's probably as of right i mean if we're looking at it right now as of today the plan for the west would be the spurs who are actually a pretty fun team, but Spurs, Mavericks, Warriors, Grizzlies. So mm-hmm. in the play-in, you'd have Steph, Luca, and John Morant. Yeah. And then all and those young guys from the Spurs. It's going to be awesome. It's in, be the East, in the East, you'd have <laughs> the Knicks, the Hawks, the Bulls, and the Pacers. And that... I like the Bulls and the Pacers, but woof compared yeah. to the West. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Speaking of the Wizards, I mean the Wizards. Well, the Wizards did lose tonight, but the Warriors got ham fisted. Hmm, that's not the correct usage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pegged, so to speak, by the Lakers, 128 97. Um, one got out of hand quickly in the second half. Um, I guess more yeah, in, the, was, in the second quarter. Well, just, they were only up by nine, I think, at half, the Lakers. But I did text you. I was like, yeah, maybe we can get started if this game ends up being a blowout. And yeah, man, and, and the it Lakers, certainly did. Yeah, and LeBron, I think, only played – well, he played 30 minutes. But uh, triple-double, 22, 11, and 10. 
They should just give him the MVP. Just give it to him. That's what I think is going to happen, man. I really do. Just give it. They're just going to give it to him. Mm-hmm. It's maybe. I think Trez had like 19 in the first half in this game. It, this is one of the, like, I just don't think the Warriors are very good, but if the Lakers right. can get all around production like this. To score 128 or to score like this without your, maybe the third best player in the entire NBA is crazy against a team that is going to be in the playoffs. Like they just dismantled this team. Yeah, the Warriors have big problems. They just have huge problems with <laughs> talent. I guess would be the word. Like, yeah. I, I, and they, you know what? They're, you know what else they're running into? Because I'm I'm seeing it on the on on um. Now, obviously, this is not a them the the organization, not necessarily, but the fan base. I'm seeing a lot of people in the fan base be like, Andrew Wiggins, not bad. That's yeah. what happens when you have a bad team. Right. Start to think that bad players are actually better than they are because <laughs> he's not a good player. Right. I, I think, but, well, but he looks decent because he's playing with Steph. And, like he looks better than he did in Minnesota, which how could he not? Mm-hmm. But he's not a good player. And if right. you start accepting the idea that Wiggins is like a core piece for you, you're, you're not going to be good. Right. And I think he actually has, I think he's just playing harder on defense, which might help, you know, get the fans behind him. But He's just squandering unbelievable. He just looks like a super athletic three and D guy and, and not a good one. You know what I mean? Whereas coming into the league, it was like, this dude's, this dude's going to be the best player on a good team for a long time. I remember when he was like a sophomore in high school, people were like LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Maple Jordan was the nickname, which is pretty sick actually. Maple Jordan. (laughs) Uh, And then the other play and team that we just talked about is Memphis. And they got dog walked. Is that okay? Dog I walk? thought you were going to go back to the well with ham fisted there, but dog walk works. Ham fist is like my favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, I mean, it's so versatile, even though I'm using it wrong. You're using it completely wrong, but it works the way, but it, like I get yes, what you're talking like about. It, yeah. Like yeah. it, I might be using the, in the wrong, in the traditional definition of ham fisted. But also, if I say Memphis got ham fisted by the Suns tonight, yeah, I just, you know I what I'm talking about. See exactly what you're. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I'm talking about they lost 122 to 99. And so they, they got a ham stuck in their keisters. What? <laughs> yeah, just straight up ham <laughs> firsted. Uh, but hey, look, Magic Johnson's favorite center keeps playing well. 24 and 17 <laughs> for Jonas Valanciunas. That's about all they got today was 24 and 17 from Jonas because they look they're really up and down since the, the all-star break. Mm-hmm. They look good one night, they look bad one night. But I, I'm not surprised in this one because the, the Suns lost the other night to the Pacers. So I was anticipating a pretty big bounce back game from them in this one. And obviously they're just they're just so, such a good team. Where are they at now? Are they there's still two games back of the jazz. Mm. It's just a matter of time though. Just a matter yeah. of time. Yeah. And they're not even, I, I didn't realize Cameron Johnson is, has missed a bunch of games with COVID protocols. So I mean, he, he's a solid piece for them. They're not even at full strength. So the team is really good. Yeah. And you know, that one executive said they're one legit big man away from competing. So, mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens. Uh, who else? 
Pacers lost the Nuggets. Spurs beat the Pistons. Well, you're, you're just breezing through this, right? There's nothing to say. What do we do? We care about the Spurs beating the Pistons. I mean, no, I was, I was, I, I'm just looking at. I wanted to see what kind of game Karis Levert has because I'm so fascinated by that story. But yeah, he didn't he, really play well. Or he didn't play bad. He didn't yeah, play he bad. 17. Um, Jokic when I, was I was watching a little bit of that game. He just looked like he wasn't doing much. But I guess maybe he scored in the fourth or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Seemed like he wasn't doing much. Yeah. Uh, nuggets are hot. Nuggets are very hot. They've won, I think, seven of eight. Five, it looks six, like they won seven of their six, last ten for sure. Yeah, that's good. They were struggling. Yeah, the other this, day they were they were on they were dogs the other day to a team that I was very I was like surprised like how why are they to Dallas? Mm-hmm. That's weird. And I was just like, why are they dogs? I guess they hadn't been playing great, but it looks like maybe they have been playing well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I could see them having like a a huge second half, like a really solid second half, because I just think this team is so damn talented. And there's just no way they're missing Jeremy Grant as bad as they it looked like they might have been. I just I think they're a lot better than what their first half record showed. Well, don't you see that with like the top six teams in the West? Okay, couldn't you? Would you? Wouldn't you like not be surprised to see any of those top six teams make like a crazy run in the second half? I don't think Portland is good enough to just because. I mean, you know how I feel about their bigs, so I, I just I think. They Portland is, they, but they've been playing good, and they they're not even healthy. Like Dave, I, I know CJ McCollum's supposed to be back next week. I know. I just I don't I don't buy Portland's record. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but they they can't stop anybody. Like Cantor, like they I don't know. I'll get Nurkic back, but he's not really a great defender. Um, but yeah, the 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 top five could I could see them shuffling quite a bit because they're just so strong. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, oh, Miles Turner had five blocks in that game, and I was watching it. He's just like – he's on like a different level of like reading players when it comes to blocking shots right now. It's it's pretty crazy. Like Will Barton drove into the paint, and Miles Turner literally just – I mean, he legitimately just absolutely waited to the perfect timing. And Will Barton went up – and. I think Turner could have swatted it into like the upper deck. It was such a clean block. It was pretty yeah. crazy. That team, God, that team should be good. It should be. That's why, yeah, to see them get smoked tonight. But I guess they're still trying to figure stuff out. I mean, they've got a guy in Levert. They have to work in getting a lot of shots. But Yep. Um, I think that's it for tonight, man. I think that is it. Yeah, looks like it. No, uh, no, no other rumors. Marvin Bagley fractured his hand. He's out. Oh, really? He had a great, that's crazy. I didn't even realize that because he had a great first quarter. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but other than that, I can't believe something's got to be going on in Sacramento that, that Luke Walton still has that job. Yeah. I mean, they're giving up 120 points every, every night. And they gave up a huge fourth quarter lead tonight. It wasn't like they should have won this game and they blew, they completely blew it. It just, mm-hmm. I can't, I just don't understand what could possibly going be going on that that guy doesn't, that that guy still has a job out there. Yeah. Does he have dirt on the whole organization or something? That's what I'm saying. And I'm not, once again, not rooting for someone to get fired, but I just, you know, you look around and you see other guys getting fired who 
didn't seem to deserve it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's any coach in the NBA right now that deserves to be fired more than him. Right. They Especially just get pounded out. They have the worst defense in NBA history. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. their talent, like the roster has talent on it. This isn't like, like this team should be far and away better than the Thunder, you know, like far yeah. and away. And they're not. Yeah. So well, every, well, everyone should be. Right. But they're not. And that's, that points to coaching to me clearly. Yeah. No, that's a good point. But it just, it's so weird. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Maybe, maybe their ownership and their front office is like, keep them around so we can get the first pick and then, and then fire them. Maybe that would actually be kind of, that makes a lot of sense, actually. It's a true tank in the sense that they know their coach is so dog shit. Yeah. They've got Alvin Gentry sitting right there, right? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping Tuesday night Christian Wood would be back, but he's still doubtful. Um, but I was reading, I'm reading the, just seeing this article, the only player on their entire roster that they consider untouchable is Christian Wood. Um. Sheesh, <laughs> to have one guy on the whole roster. Um, but that's right. probably the way it should be, right? Yeah. yeah. Except uh, for the fact that you just traded a lot to get Oladipo, so that's weird. But <laughs> Well, you, like, you, you get the picks. Yeah. You get the picks. Uh, all right, well, less games. Was it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games Tuesday night? So we will be back tomorrow. See ya. Later. Later.